Welcome back to Ice Pass Sports. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. Welcome to week five. Recap of week four. We had some really good games. I, I honestly can't believe it's already week five. I'm going to say that every week because the NFL season just goes by so fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, there was a lot of competitive games this week. Let's start off with Thursday night with Detroit taking on the Packers. And the, the, I mean, they absolutely destroyed the pass, Packers. Yeah. Those, they dismantled them. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game than that. What's going on with their backfield? Oh, man. <laughs> well, as uh, somebody who heavily invested in Jameer Gibbs this season, I'm very dissatisfied with the usage of him. You know, how, Okay, so how are you going to take a running back, not only in the first round, the 12th pick overall, and you're g- barely going to use him? Well, what's, like, his, his, his snap count, his, his snap percentage? Because, like, uh, Dave Montgomery went in there, and he absolutely just ate. Jameer I mean, Gibbs played in... 37 percent of snaps that's ridiculous is his snap count by game has gone 27 percent 48 60 because demon got hurt mm-hmm. in 37 so even when david montgomery was was hurt they, they had him only around 60 percent of snaps that's that's ridiculous i mean uh something like that especially at the running back position you need to feed him the ball uh, you know it's not like it's a a deep threat wide receiver that you know you can you know, have one or two bombs to him in the game, and like, you know, that's okay usage. This guy, this is a guy you talked about at the beginning of the year that you can line up all over the field. You're going to use him in so many different ways, and I've yet to see that. Obviously, they're going to continue to not use him because whatever they're doing right now is working. I mean, they're winning games. <laughs> Before the season, Dan Campbell said something about how he was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna use him in ways that like people don't see coming, or like we're gonna use him in like creative ways." Well, they're using him on the sidelines pretty well. Yeah. Um, Demont had 32 carries. 32 carries mm-hmm. when you have a first-round pick sitting there? Yeah. And and the the thing is, too, I, I, I understand you, you gave David Montgomery all that money. You signed him in a contract. You, you're going to want to use him and get, get your money's worth. But at the same time, you know, he's already gotten hurt once a season. He has a history of injuries. Wouldn't you want to protect that investment and – you know, use your other investment. Somebody you, you invest the twelfth overall pick in the, in the draft. That's absurd. You don't take running backs that high. I mean, unless you're Atlanta or Detroit, I, clearly. But... I also don't know what kind of running backs getting thirty two carries nowadays. Yeah, thirty two carries, one hundred twenty one yards, and three touchdowns. Like I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's unrealistic to think Jameer Gibbs is going to play ninety percent of the snaps and is is going to be the sole back in that that backfield. But at the same time, you'd think they use him a little more, and you know slightly better he's explosive he has breakaway speed you know david montgomery's like a bowling ball he, he's gonna break through a, f- a couple first tackles but you know i i don't think he's the type of guy that's gonna break off a 60 yard run jameer gibbs is you know I, if it were up to me i'm taking jameer gibbs i'm using him first and second down i'm bringing in david montgomery for third down um and I, i'm i'm giving him you know 50 50 split but the way that they're using jameer gibbs right now is unacceptable in my eyes but it's like i said it's gonna continue <laughs> this is how he would be used if he was a falcon well <laughs> no because the, the falcons drafted B. John robinson they're using him he had yeah, no, that's true. he had 105 rushing yards against jacksonville um i mean they're still using Bijan even though they draft him so high i mean it's just and they have tyler algier there who you know i think is pretty comparable to dave montgomery to be honest with you um it just it's infuriating as somebody that's drafted jameer gibbs pretty high in a lot of my leagues to see his lack of usage it's 
it's awful. Well, I think the issue now is that if you have him in fantasy, you you're not going to sell low on him. You're just going to no. have to wait, and like the the one week that you do decide to bench him, he's going to go off. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be this week because I'm going to bench him this this week because I'm getting Taylor hopefully back in a couple leagues. Which well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what do yeah. you do? What do you do with Jonathan Taylor this week? I mean, he's I, on my IR spot in a lot of leagues. Me too. Um, yeah, it was very nice that he was on the pop list and was able to be stashed on IR yeah. where I could take him in a couple of leagues. But um, I don't know what you do. He he <clears throat> he's still standing to the fact that he doesn't want to play for the Colts. Um. I think that's going to, I think that's going to be a tough situation for coaching staff and everyone to figure out. Um, they're going to have to trade him. <clears throat> they have to, because you can't. Sure, he's obligated. He's under contract. If he wants to get paid, he's going to have to play. But at the same time, you let him play, and just let him walk and get nothing for him. You're you're just shooting yourself in the foot there. So you're going to have to figure out a trade. You're going to have to come down on your asking price, and you're going to have to just go from there. There's going to be teams that want Jonathan Taylor. Like, there's no no question about that. Yeah, what's it, 25-year-old running back? Yeah. It's, if that. Like, I, and who, it's two years removed from uh, amazing Potentially, like, season. he's got—I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's the most talented back in the league. That's maybe healthy, outside yeah. of Maybe outside of CMC. Okay, yeah, that's fair to say. Um, and I think, I think a lot of teams would kill to have that right now, especially the way some of these teams have their running games going. Um, I, I, I just don't understand why they have not come down on the asking price at all, and why they're sticking to that because it's it's only going to screw themselves over in the end. Yeah, I mean, like like we said at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, you're not going to value him enough to pay him, but you're going to expect every other team to value him enough to give up a lot for him. That doesn't make sense. You can't have your cake in 82. You know, you can't have it both ways. It's either, you know, you value him and you pay him, or, you know, all these other teams are seeing this situation and they're not going to pay top dollar for a back that wants out. You know, I mean, uh, although the Colts do have, you know, most of the negotiating power here, um, yeah, I, I still don't think they're going to get a lot for Taylor. Um, you know, they're asking like the dolphins for Jalen Waddle in return. That's ridiculous. You know, you're not going to get a star player. You're lucky to get a couple day two picks and, and maybe a couple day threes as well. I think, you know? I think you honestly, like, I think it's comparable to last year's trade with McCaffrey. I agree. Uh, I mean, I could see them trying to push for a first because he's younger than McCaffrey was when McCaffrey was traded and doesn't have that same injury history. But then again, uh, running back is such an expendable position. And like we were just saying, you, you don't normally, you know, give a, a running back 90% of the snaps. You know, you're, you're still going to split a backfield up. So it, he, he's a luxury piece. I think they also kind of screwed themselves over with the fake injury. Yeah. It could, Jonathan Taylor's not hurt. Let's be real. Probably not. Um, the fake injury is a it's more negotiating power for teams looking to trade for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, at this point, don't see a, a, a team really making a, a, a big play for him. Um, cause even, even all the, t- like Miami was probably the biggest front runner for him and they have Moster and they have a Chan who's looked great. Um, 
And then so you got have Jeff Wilson Jeff coming Wilson back. Jeff Wilson coming yeah. back. Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, I mean, that's They've a fine a deep, backfield. Deep running back room, yeah. Unless you're giving up A-chan in that trade or something. But I, I still think there's a reality where Taylor plays out his deal with the Colts. I mean, if you're Jonathan Taylor, how, how do you not? I know you want out. I know you did the whole trade dilemma, but you you want to get paid at the end of the day. You know, are you really going to sacrifice the couple million dollars you're, you're, you're owed this year to just sit out? You know what I think a fun fit would be for him? Hear me out. The team that just beat them, the Rams. I, I've seen the Rams The Rams are yeah. exceeding expectations, and... Yeah, Kyron Williams, I guess they have faith in him because you move on from Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Kyron Williams is not great. He's and been if, putting up numbers, though. He has. He's been efficient. You bring in a running back like Jonathan Taylor to take that pressure off of Matt Stafford, that offense could be really good. Yeah, I mean, you, you get Cooper Cup back, you make a move for Jonathan Taylor, all of a sudden, you know, you're in a playoff contention in a weak NFC. Yeah. Relatively weak NFC. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that would be a bad move at all. Uh. I mean, the Rams' O-line has looked improved. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But, I, again, I I wouldn't be surprised to see all this kind of mill, mill over and Taylor end up, you know, playing uh, the rest of his contract out. That's but, it. I don't know. I I, I just hope <laughs> whatever happens, happens quick, and he plays week five. <laughs> uh, moving on from running backs, big week for receivers this week. Oh, huge. I mean, Stephon Diggs, six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Hat trick. Um, you got DJ Moore, eight for 131 and a touchdown. Puka Nakua. Puka. Nine for 163. The walk-off touchdown in overtime. That, yeah, I mean, that, was, that was that was poetic. Yeah. You know, they say, you know, baseball's beautiful, right? <laughs> uh, football's a beautiful thing. Uh, AJ Brown for my Eagles had a day, too. He had nine catches, 175 yards, and two tutties. Uh, one of those tutties resulted, uh, resulted in a taunting penalty, yeah. unfortunately. But And then one of my favorite receivers in the entire league, um, Nico, if you see this, I answer my DM from last year. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but Nico Collins, 7 for 168 and two touchdowns. Been really high on him since he came out of college. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for the Nico Collins breakout. Yeah, I, I, mean, love, I love the Texans receiving room. Yeah, they're they're a fun group. I mean, two of them we had on the waiver wire watch two weeks ago. Yep. Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Yep. Tank Dell had a quiet week this week, but again, Nico Collins eight. Um, then you know, so you have two fun receivers there. Then you have John Mechie. Yep. Who I mean, you know, is is still getting back into football form. I think, but you know, what a great story. And then you got Xavier Hutchinson, who was one of my favorite day three picks. Um, out of Iowa State, I, he hasn't seen much play so far this year, but I think he's going to be really solid. I like the Texans. I'm, I'm buying in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and, I'm really buying in. And, and you got CJ Stroud, who's been unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to say right here, I can admit that I'm wrong. Um, I, I thought he was going to be a bust. I was not a fan of CJ Stroud coming into the league. Same I didn't here. think he was going to transition well. I thought he, was, you know, benefited to all the weapons he had at Ohio State. However, he has proved me wrong. I mean, it's only you know been, what, four weeks, but he's looked really good. He's, yes. he's looked like a top-ten quarterback in the league. Yes. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of faith. You know, the traditional pocket passer doesn't necessarily uh, benefit much in, in today's, today's NFL, NFL offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I completely agree, but he's he's making some throws, man. For sure, for sure. Um, 
Justin Fields made some throws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of comical. The Bears just can't win. No. I mean, Fields, no. Fields had a field day. 335 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. He had the one interception. Uh, but, I mean, he balled out. Yeah, he did. Um, so did Khalil Herbert. He asserted his dominance over Roshan Johnson, a.k.a. Yeah, wannabe Bijan. I don't like that. I... I I'm not gonna lie. I started Roshan Johnson in a fantasy league this week. So did I. Um, I'm 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 very high on Roshan. I uh, I really liked him at Texas Hook'em, and he sat. He was he was an RB two in college, but he probably would have been an RB one at almost every other school. Yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're sitting behind B. John Robinson. Right. B. John yeah. Robinson, a generational college running back. Like, there's nothing you could do there. Yeah, it's it's like uh, Penn State when they had Barkley it's, and Miles Sanders. Yep, 100%. Um, but Roshan, get him on the field. Get him the ball. I I like Khalil Herbert, too, but get Roshan the ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Khalil Herbert, I mean, it just his size scares me. You know, we've seen the injury yeah. history in the past with him. Yeah. Um, he's... You know, not, not many backs are Darren Sproles. You know, they try to always compare him to him, but you know, to have that durability at that size is very rare. Roshan only played in 22% of snaps at five carries, 13 yards. Ridiculous. Not not effective, but you got to get, get him on the field more. Yep, um, I agree. 18 for 103 for Herbert. And uh, one question I have to ask regarding that game is, who the heck is Jaleel McLaughlin, and why did the Bears let him beat them? I am all for it, except for the fact that I bought into Javante Williams this year. Well, he's hurt again. I uh, I know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I thought Samaje Pirine. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go out, you sign Pirine, you bring in the, a complimentary back for uh, Javante Williams, and out of nowhere, you've got Jaleel. Yeah, um, he had what seven carries, seventy-two rushing yards. And add three catches for thirty-two receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. He's five seven, one eighty-seven. Um, a <laughs> rookie out of Youngstown State. Just so you know. <laughs> wow, I've left because I, 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 I I've left gifts in the porcelain larger than him. I, I I can't say I've heard of him. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm pretty good at knowing like the the depth of teams, but that's a guy I just. Oh. Not Wait, sure. um, why, why haven't I heard of him? He's the NCAA's all-time leading rusher. Really? What? From Youngstown State. Wow. Learn something new every day. Um, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more okay. about him later. He's, uh, he started off playing Division Two. He played at Notre Dame College. Wow. And then Youngstown State went undrafted. UDFA. I, I, I don't know how I've never heard that name. Okay. Anyways, moving on. The Bears stink. Yeah. Um, and that, they're not the only team that stinks. Uh, New York has a giant problem. Um, starting off, they have no offensive line. Uh, did you watch the game last night? Evan Neal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, first off, Andrew Thomas is hurt. Yeah. Then they go in, into last night. John Michael Schmitz, their second round pick center, gets hurt. Um, Evan Neal, who they drafted last year, has not lived up to expectations. He's not developed. Uh, and then, I mean, we already knew their interior line was weak going into the season, and uh, it's just 
proven that even more. Uh, you know, Evan Neal's statistically been worse than Eric Flowers his first two years. Wow. And that, I think that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Giants looked really bad. I mean, the Giants have always had a problem with developing offensive line talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Andrew Thomas aside. But, yeah. again, Andrew Thomas, your best offensive weapon, you're, you're without. Which, that that's obviously a huge weakness. But without that, I mean, offensive line aside, th- that play calling is absolutely vanilla. Vanilla play calling for Vanilla Vic. Like, uh, so, some of the plays that they called last night, like in, in third and short situations, it was just baffling. Like, I, I saw it coming from a mile away. I'm not even a professional, you know, NFL defender. Right. Yeah, um, there's some really bad play calling around the league. Um, quick shout-out to my friends that are Steelers fans because Matt Canada is yeah. probably the worst OC I've ever seen in my entire life. That's some, somebody we haven't really talked about, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but and uh, their special teams also stink. I mean, you had Eric Gray at the, you know beginning of the game dropping a crucial uh, punt return. Yeah, I mean, obviously, luckily they recovered, but you can't be having mistakes like that, you know. Um, Witherspoon had a game. With, yeah, what do you have? Two sacks, two sacks, and ninety-seven yard pick six. Yeah, I mean, he he's had a quiet start to the season. But last night he looked like he's electric. A, yeah, top ten corner. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, Giants. That's a huge problem there. Um, it's going to be <laughs> hard to watch them going yeah. forward this season if they continue to play like they did last night. Yep. Uh, I mean, Seattle. Talk about a, an easy win there. Yeah. But let's jump into our week five picks. Week five picks time, baby. We got week four. I went eleven and five. You went twelve and four. Heck yeah! I picked up a game on you. It brings me to forty-one and twenty-three, and you and forty. You are now forty and twenty-four. Wow! Here we go again. Back <laughs> just like last year, within a game of each other. Um, let's start it off. We got Thursday night football. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait for this game. Bears Commanders. Um, Chicago at Washington. Talk about <laughs> talk about some. Some uh, cities that really love their sports teams. Thank God I have preseason hockey on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to be catching up on my sleep on Thursday. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Washington at home here. I think Washington Washington showed a lot against you guys. Um, I know it's a divisional matchup. They always they play Philly always well. They always do play Philly well. Um, but listen, they... They have these moments where they look really good, and then they have games like they did against Buffalo where they just don't. Yeah. And I think this is another game where they come out hot. I think Sam Howell has a big day. The Bears are just not going to be able to keep up. Uh, yeah, I I was on the fence with this game. Um, I almost took Chicago, and then I remembered, oh, you silly goose, it's Chicago. Don't pick them. Uh, yeah, no, I got to go Washington. Oh, you flipped it. Let's go. Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. They, they they just they had a bad loss to Denver. I mean, Justin Fields puts up over 300 yards passing and four passing touchdowns. Chicago's, they, the, Chicago's the only sports team to never win a game since Elon Musk acquired Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, but I, like you said, Washington did. You know, although they do play us well, they looked great against us. Uh, that that defense is pretty solid. Yeah. And as long as Sam Howell is able to get some protection, you know, he has the weapons around him. Uh, Brian Robinson looks really good. Yeah. Terry McLaurin is Terry McLaurin. Um, 
Give me Washington at home. Yep, I agree. And then we got, oh, my God. Another it's, Sunday morning London game. Yep. And it features the Jags again. The London Jags <laughs> versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little torn here because Buffalo has looked so good. They have looked really good. But, the, I mean, that 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 flight, man. It... I, that's, I, I don't know which way to go with this. I think this is a toss-up game. I think – I don't know what the line is on this. I would assume Buffalo's a slight favorite. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Would not be surprised if Jacksonville wins this game. Yeah, Jacksonville has the tendency to play very well in Buffalo – or, I'm sorry, in, in London. And they're uh, staying there. Yeah, they're they're staying there over the week. They're practicing there over the week. Buffalo has to do all that travel. Um, you know, Jacksonville definitely has the advantage, but Buffalo's also a really, really good team. Buffalo's play- just a way better team. And, and they're, they're, they're hot right now. They're playing yeah. really well. Um, uh, the only issue I have with this game is I'm not going to be able to watch it in Andy's room. I need that Toy Story vision to watch it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I like Josh Allen uh, beating Josh Allen. Um, give me Buffalo at home. <laughs> we got Houston at Atlanta. I think this will be a good one. But like I said, I'm buying into the hype. Give me Houston here. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the the game that Atlanta wins at home. Oh, 100%. Because I'm also taking Houston. Uh, it's 100%. Desmond Ritter's never lost at home. <laughs> well, you know, no time like the present, right? I mean, Ritter, Ritter did not look good against Jacksonville. He, he, he didn't look re- anything close to good. No. yeah, I mean, he, they're, they're struggling a lot at the quarterback position there. Um, I mean... It almost begs the question, do you bring in Taylor Heineke and, and start him? I saw a tweet. It was, uh, which one of these is the worst quarterback in football? It was Desmond Ritter, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Desmond Ritter again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sums it up. But, I mean, Houston, Houston's been clicking on all cylinders. They looked really good. C.J. Stroud's playing really well. Yeah. Those receivers we talked about earlier, I mean, they look great. And then their defense has been – you know, making plays too. I mean, Demeco Ryan's is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Houston prediction right here. That's the Dalton Schultz game. I think really? Dalton Schultz has a day. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta gave up a ton of catches to Evan Ingram last week. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Carolina at Detroit. Yeah, I'm gonna go Detroit here. Carolina is also not good. <laughs> I can leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, Carolina's definitely been struggling. I read that they're in the market to acquire a receiver, a number one receiver. Chase Claypool. Yeah, maybe they should trade for DJ Moore back. Like, I know. Um, but no, I mean, Detroit looked really, really good against uh, Green Bay on Thursday night. I mean, to go into Lambeau mm-hmm. and to absolutely crush the Packers the way that Detroit did, I mean, you got to be a good team to do that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think it's going to be... A closer game than people give credit though for. Um, I just I think Detroit plays the level of their competition. Give me Detroit here. Tennessee at Indy. Tennessee We're, coming off a huge game. Huge game. That was a statement game for them. Derrick Henry eight, mm-hmm. and I think he eats again. See, I think Indy's able to stop the run. Indy has a really scrappy defense. Got DeForest Buckner. You got DeForest Buckner up the middle. Um, I think as long as Indy can can hold off the Tennessee's run game, I I'm a big fan of Indy here. I mean Tennessee's defense, you know, showed out against what Cincy, right? Yeah. Um, 
but then again, Burrow has not been himself. No. Uh, I'm buying into the indie hype, just like I am the Houston hype. I think Anthony Richardson is electric. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, I think it, Tennessee won't be able to contain him. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think it's. I think this will be a uh, pretty good game. Um, tough divisional matchup again. Like, could go either way. I'm gonna go with Tennessee on the road though. Got Giants at the Dolphins. I'm actually going to this game. I know. Going flying to Miami. That's and, gonna be uh, fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, get to see the game. Miami. Might not be much fun to watch. Um, I think it's gonna be a blast to watch. Miami's gonna break their record for, of most I, points in I, a I game feel bad this season. For your father. Yeah. Dad's a big Giants fan. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, so I, I think Miami has a chance of breaking uh, 70 again. I honestly agree, which makes me want to pick the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why, but no, I'm going Miami. I think they win by a couple scores. Yeah, the spread right now I believe is 10.5. Miami's favored, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm hammering. Miami with that spread. Yeah, especially Miami coming off a loss. Yeah, exactly. Coming Miami... off a tough loss against a really good Bills team. Um, they're I, they're not going to take the Giants lightly. No. Because you can't come in off a loss. You have to come out hot, and they're going to. And, I mean, the Giants it's just have be a... too many mistakes to fix. It's going to be a big Tyreek Hill day. Yeah, well, actually, Dory Jackson's a pretty decent coverage corner. I, I could see it being a big Jalen Waddle day. I don't... I... The problem is, I don't care how good of a corner you are, it's really, really hard to slow down that speed of Tyreek Hill, too. That's true. I mean, I don't know. You and got, you got Deontay Banks in. back there, too. But yeah. regardless of that, I mean, I, I also think Miami has a really good run game. Yeah, um, And their defense hasn't looked awful. Although... Well, it did against Buffalo. But, um, yeah, no, I, Miami at home, we don't really need to talk more about that game. Um, yeah, the, the big thing for the Dolphins, Teron Armstead's out. Yeah, but it, Andrew Thomas might also be out for the Giants. You know, they they also they lost John Michael Schmitz. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins' O line took a big step back against the Bills, and that was like the the biggest takeaway for me was the constant pressure Tua was under that mm-hmm. he hasn't been their first couple games, um, and I think that really stood out to me, and that especially picked up when Armstead went down. But at the same time, I don't think the Giants' pass rush is. I mean, you have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, but both those guys have been very hit or miss. Um, I just, I don't see a world where the Giants can win this. Sorry, Giants fans. Um, I mean, I don't see how you can look in the on the field product that the Giants put out last night and have high expectations for this team going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I know there are some injuries, but it's just, it was a hard watch. Another hard watch. Um, New Orleans at New England. Yeah, so New England's having their own struggle. I mean, they just got absolutely obliterated by Dallas. They've got a bottom three offense in the league, and they just lost their two best defensive players. Mm-hmm. No Christian Gonzalez, no Matthew Judon. That, and that's a huge hit to that defense. Massive. Matthew, Ju- Matthew Judon is a game changer. He is. He's an X factor, and Christian Gonzalez has been playing lights out. Yep. Um, give me New Orleans here. I'm also taking New Orleans. Uh, Alvin Kamara looked really good in his return. Thirteen catches. Yeah, thirty-three I, I, yards. But I mean, he had thirteen catches. He he looked ex- explosive. Yeah, right. He 
I, I was I was just shocked that you know after how he he had looked last season, yeah, to see him come out and you know play the way he did. I I think he's got. I think he feels he has a lot to prove now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I mean yeah they went out and they brought in Jamal Williams who led the league in touchdowns last year. Sure he's hurt now, but still you right. you got to go in with that mindset that at any moment there's going to be the next guy up. Yeah. And I don't think he's really ever had to deal with that just because he's been so good and so consistent up until last year. And now you have Mac Jones whose confidence is pretty shaky. Yeah. Marshall Lattimore is going to eat. Yeah. Um, give me New Orleans. Yep. Baltimore at Pitt. Oh, Pitt man, I I feel really bad. Kenny Pickett apparently it's just a bruised knee, so he's, yeah, he should be fine to play. But I don't think that makes much they, of a difference. He might be better off if he doesn't. Yeah, man. he's got moments where, like, he'll make some throws where I'm like, oh, maybe they got something. And then the rest of the game, I'm just like, jeez. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to play calling. I think a lot of it, like I said, comes down to Matt Canada. Um, I got to go with Baltimore on the road here. Yeah, I'm. I'm also taking Baltimore. Uh, Lamar is playing very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pitts D needs to show out in this game if they want a chance. But Matt Canada again. I mean, yeah. he's he he's been truly awful. I've seen a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you know, calling for his head. They have been since last year. And yeah. It, nothing's changed at all. Yeah, Baltimore all day. Yeah. Uh, you got my Philadelphia Eagles. At the LA Rams, um, even though Philly, you know, hasn't looked great, they've still been finding ways to win games. They're four and zero. I think they're going to continue to find ways to win games. I think this is another win for them. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, you're gonna be wrong. <laughs> I'm going with the LA Rams. That, I... Don't get me wrong. The Rams have looked very, very good. They've yeah. exceeded expectations well, I mean, listen, this they, year. They're they're beating they're beating teams that they should be beating. Right. Um had a tough loss against the 49ers and they had the loss against um who else did they lose to? Um That's a great question. What? Uh, it was Why am I drawing a blank right now? No, they didn't play did they play Detroit? Oh no, they lost to the Bengals. The Bengals, Bengals. that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um no, I, the Rams have been playing really well. Again, exceeding expectations. With that said, um, I think Philly is going to live in that Rams backfield. And this is going to be a huge day for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith because I don't think the Rams have anybody that can cover either of those receivers. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. I mean, I, just, I think we're going to expose the Rams' defense a little bit this game and their offensive line. And uh, I like I like Philly in this. Cincy at Arizona. Man, <laughs> what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's what I'm doing with picking Cincy. Cause, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a game that, like, on paper they should win, but the the way Cincy's played this year. On paper, this game should be played tonight, so we don't even have to worry about watching it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I This just feels... I'm I'm going to be wrong again, but it just feels like a day where Jamar Chase goes for like over 200. It it, it should, but is Burrow able to get him the ball? I don't know. I mean, Bur- Burrow's been really really bad this year. Yeah. And I mean, if if you're a fantasy owner of Burrow, I think it's time to start benching him. Hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent. Probably last week you should have, but the the fact that you know he's had some 
cakewalk matchups, and yeah, I mean, the calf is clearly bothering him. Yeah. But, um, Arizona's been playing very well, but so is Josh Dobbs. I just since he's got to win a game. I mean, they've won. They're what one and three. Yeah. I mean, especially in a, such a competitive division. A hundred percent. You can't. And and their window is, I think, fairly small right now. Uh, I I think you gotta you know put forth your best effort and try to win this game. Yeah, I think you try to win every game. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I know. I know. You know what I mean. I know. Um, we got my Jets at Denver. I will start this off by saying. Zach Wilson, you looked really good. If you could play like that all year, we're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. Zach Wilson probably got drug tested after that performance. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, some of those throws he was making, I I don't know if I've ever seen a Jets quarterback in my lifetime make those. <laughs> he looked really good, and I'm sorry, that was a game the Jets should have won. I know. The, the, the yep. officiating this year has been, dare I say it, horrendous. And, I mean, the fact that you're going to wait until after Patrick Mahomes throws an interception to clearly throw the flag after the interception on, so, uh, on a, something that happened at the beginning of the play, like 10, 15 seconds before yeah. you throw the flag, don't get me started. That it's... that call, I, I get it. Like, the way he threw the flag and whatever, Sauce probably held him a bit. And allowed... No, but it was within five yards. You're allowed yeah. to within five yards. Yeah. The one that got me... Was the big third and I think it was like sixteen or whatever. Yeah, the home scramble. Yeah, that was like twenty something. May have been. And oh yeah, yeah, because they had a false start. I think it was like third and twenty one. Yeah. Um. And Juwan Taylor had the bad hold on Jermaine yes. Johnson. Yes. And the they just totally me. missed it. That's I mean, the one that gets me. <laughs> I get you can call holding on every play, but something that blatant and something right in that front crucial, of the something in, in such a crucial play of the game yeah. that could easily have changed the trajectory of the game. Yeah. How do you not call that? But, yeah, I do have to give my praise to Zach Wilson. Uh, there was back-to-back throws. There was a back shoulder throw to Jeremy Rucker, and then the next throw after that, he th- <clears throat> whoa, he threw the dart to Alan Lazard in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And those two throws right there, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, and not to mention your defense has been lights out. I mean, yeah. You, you, what, Mahomes got picked three times? Technically. Yeah, it should have mm-hmm. been more. Yeah. Well, it, technically two, but yeah. the third that – Well, yeah, that's it was, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Jets here on the road um, for no other reason than the fact that I, I, I don't think Denver's good. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson's been playing he has. very well. Yeah. Uh, and they did end up winning against Chicago. but The know, Denver defense is not good, though. It is not. And the Jets' defense is very good. Yeah. Um, I especially th- I, if Denver does not have a running game. If, they're, if it's only Julio McLaughlin and... Samaj P. Ryan, I'm not terrified of that. If I'm the I, Jets. I, I think the Jets win this by a mile. I think I, so. I, yeah, I, I think this is a, a huge win for the Jets. I also think this is a game where... Because those Jets players are also PO'd about what happened that Chiefs game. Well, that, and then you got Nathaniel Hackett yep. making his return. And Sean Payton with all the comments he made about yes. Hackett. Yeah. Yep. So this is a game where the Jets have had this one circled for a while. I mean, you you think early on you're going into this game with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Obviously, whatever happened, happened. You got Zach Wilson, who took his first... This is the first time I've ever really seen him take a big leap. Mm-hmm. And if he could continue doing that into this game, the Jets have no problem winning it. And, and everything I've read has said he is 
put his best foot forward in becoming a leader in that locker room. He has to. Uh, he has to because I think that's going to put confidence in his head. But apparently he's been, like, buying, like, ice cream yeah. for guys in the locker room. And, like, yeah. you know, even at the end of the game, he was, like, you know, tapping his chest and saying, like, that that was my fault. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, the fumble. I'm the reason we lost. The, the fumble snap shouldn't have happened, but it, you can't let it come down to that. There was a lot more yeah. that went on in that game yeah. where. One play doesn't define a game. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got KC at Minnesota. <laughs> KC by a lot here. I mean, Minnesota's just th- – th- their offense is clicked, but the defense is just not, not good. Yeah. Um, I Big receipt rice game. You think so? Yep. I don't know. I think it's another I, – I, well, Kelsey had a quiet game last week against the Jets. Yeah. I think this is a bounce back for Kelsey. It could be. Um, Pacheco looked really good. Yeah, Pacheco had a, a great game. Um but I mean, KC, they're KC. Um, could I see this being a trap game? Potentially. I mean, yeah. I can see Justin Jefferson having over 200 yards and you know, a pair of tutties. But um, on paper, I got to go Chiefs. I agree. And then an electric Sunday night football game with Dallas at San Fran, arguably two mm. top three teams in the NFC. Well, could no. be one of the best games of the year. Yeah. I'm, well, they not arguably. They are two of the two top three teams in the oh, NFC. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I'm going to go San Fran here. Um, they're home. I give the home field advantage there. But I also think right now San Fran is the best team in football. I'm just going to bite my tongue. Um, so I, I've gone back and forth on this game. I've settled on San Fran just because I think San Fran is going to expose Dallas' secondary not having Trayvon I Diggs. completely agree. Up until this point, you haven't really noticed a regression in that Dallas defense because of the lack of Trayvon Diggs. But, you uh, saw it a little bit with Hollywood Brown. Yeah. But I I, I really think San Fran wins a close one. Um, uh, I, could, I could see... Big Debo game? Uh, I was thinking Ayuk. Hmm. I could see Ayuk having uh, a, a big day. Um but it's the matchup to look out for here is Trent Williams versus Micah Parsons. That that's going to be a fun matchup. You got two of the best of their positions in the league yep. going up against each other, um, and, and Nick Bosa versus the Dallas O line. I mean, Dallas is a pretty solid O line. Yep. Uh, I'm with you here though, San Fran. Then Monday night we got Green Bay at Vegas. Not really excited for this one, honestly. Um, Me neither. Also, kind of just a toss-up for me. I, I really don't know which direction to go. I think I, I would assume Jimmy G is going to be playing. Um, I'm going Green Bay here, though. I think a Green Bay bounce-back game after a tough game for them on Thursday. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I Las Vegas, their defense doesn't, like, really – aside from Max Crosby, yeah, nobody really stands out to me. Um, actually, the more I think about it, I, I kind of do like Vegas because of the – you know, Green Bay's weak on that offensive line, but I, I'm giving the edge to Green Bay. Um, Aaron Jones has had a week to get healthy, week week and a half pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I expect a big day from, from him. Yeah. Give me Green Bay. And teams on buys this week, just to mention, you got Cleveland, the Chargers, Seahawks, and Tampa, if you're wondering why we haven't said their names yet. Now, that's also huge for the Chargers, and that's huge for the Seahawks because Geno got banged up last night and Herbert broke his finger. So Yeah, it was on his non-throwing hand, though. Correct, correct. But, but still, I mean, still, I mean, yeah, do the, the ball tap. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little just practice during the bye week. Yeah. 
Uh, and then let's move on to the waiver wire watch. Yes, sir. I, I got to throw him on here. Um, I think for good reason. We already touched on him a bit, so I won't go too in-depth. In we got Joel McLaughlin. Um, with the injury to Javante Williams, and I'm not sure if he'll really miss time. It's a hip flexor. May, probably going to miss this week. Um, it looks like the Broncos are going to turn to McLaughlin over P. Ryan. In his limited touches, like we said, he had seven carries, 72 yards. He had three receptions for 32 yards and a score. Not sure I would trust any uh, Broncos running back at this point. But if you are in a pinch with bye weeks and or injuries, he could be an intriguing play against the Jets after what Isaiah Pacheco just did. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, definitely a, a week five flyer, especially you got guys on bye weeks this week. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you're in a pinch, he's worth picking up. But I wouldn't, if you're like in a uh, budget waivers, yeah. I wouldn't spend too much of your budget on him. Yeah. Uh, I just, he's, I think he's a band aid. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud next. Can't, can't talk about him enough. Uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm so impressed with CJ Stroud. And like, you know, I, I at first I was kind of rooting against him because, you know, <laughs> I he wanted I, to be right. I want to be right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm kind of in the same boat. But, but now it's at the point where it's just like, I'm, kind of happy for the kid yeah you know especially after hearing like his story has come up um good for him back-to-back weeks on here Uh, again looked really good he wasn't as efficient he was 16 of 30 but he threw for 306 two scores and he still has not thrown an interception yet this season crazy he's qb 10 currently in fantasy and still only rostered in 55 percent of sleeper leagues you have a guy like uh justin herbert geno smith uh deshaun watson three quarterbacks on a bye. I'm not going to mention Baker Mayfield because I don't know if you're really trusting him yet enough to have him stacked in your roster. But listen, if CJ Stroud's out there, I think he's a guy you have to go get. Actually, I in one of my leagues, I had Baker as a backup. Dropped him for CJ Stroud. I like it. A couple weeks back. I so. like it a lot. Um, yeah, no, Stroud just, you know, he's, he's a, a good football player, man. He is. He's <laughs> yeah. a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> uh, he's a guy's guy. No, but... Uh, it, in all seriousness, uh, he's making his receivers, I think, look better than they are. Yeah. Um, and if you're able to do that as a quarterback in the NFL, or, you're going to be successful. Or we're finally seeing how good the Texans receivers are. I don't Maybe they've been good this entire time. <laughs> no, nah, because Nico, Nico Collins, Collins has man. been Nico Collins has been him, and I will stand by that. <laughs> all right. Speaking of receivers, <laughs> it brings us to the last guy on the waiver wire watch this week. It's a short one. Not many people stand out to us. This guy does stand out to me, Jameson Williams. He's coming back early from suspension. Do you want to look up how, how uh, many leagues he's rostered in? He's rostered in? in 54% of sleeper leagues. He's rostered in half of sleeper leagues. Um, but, I mean, obviously, former first-round pick. He hasn't seen the field that much. He saw it for a couple games last year, but wasn't really involved I in the offense. I didn't realize. He, he played in six games. He only had one catch. It was for 41 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's one for one. one. Yeah. Um, he has insane breakaway speed. He's a great compliment to Amon or St. Brown. Uh, I'm not sure they're, you know, he's going to contribute right away. I don't know if they're going to use him like right when he gets back. They'll stretch the field. They, they don't really have a guy. I mean, Cleef Raymond has actually looked pretty good. Um, but they don't, outside of that, they don't really have a guy that's their deep threat. And this is that he's a guy that's going to play on the outside. Yeah. He's going to go up and high point the ball. He's going to make plays. I'm excited to watch him. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, he's definitely worth a stash going forward. Uh, I think he has wide receiver three potential. Um, 
but it's just a matter of getting him in the offense and utilizing him. I think in honor of him, I'm going to parlay his over-receptions, over-yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Bet on that, baby. You, you do you. <laughs> we do not uh, condone any uh, underage gambling. So. Not underage. Yeah. Just... Oh, I'm, I'm 23. We're good. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, we, we do have a, you know some younger listeners, so I want to yeah. put that warning out there. But that should do it. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll wrap this one up. Um, we will see you guys next week. Check us out on social media platforms. We're at IcePath Sports on Instagram and TikTok. IcePath Pod on Twitter slash X. I don't yeah. know what what to call it now. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the IcePath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, stay, stay cool. cool.